Radio MD. RadioMD.com. This is Melanie Cole's Health Radio. You know, we talk a lot about health advocacy on my shows, and I'm a big person that likes to talk about how you can talk to your doctor and what questions to bring and how do you know if you even have the right doctor because it can be quite challenging and my guest today is Dr. Christine Meyer. She's an internist in Pennsylvania and she's here to tell us about the 90 second test. So Dr. Meyer, how do you tell if somebody is a good doctor? You're a doctor, you're an internist. How do you tell if you've got a good doctor? Well, I think there's so many pieces to it, Melanie, but some of them are very basic. I think it really starts with your first impression and your gut feeling. So walking into that doctor's office and recognizing that the minute you set foot into that space, that space itself is a reflection of your doctor. Is it clean? Is it well laid out? Is it comfortable? Was it easy to get to? That's the first step. And then how you're greeted by his receptionist or her receptionist is another really important piece because, again, they reflect your doctor. So if they're disgruntled, grumpy, if they couldn't care less that you're standing there, chances are the doctor is going to have, you know, maybe some issues when you get back there. Well, I completely agree. And also, when you walk into that office and when your doctor walks in, if he's staring down at the laptop looking at your medical records, or if he looks up, or she, ooh, look at me, (laughs) if she looks up at you and shakes your hand and says, hi, nice to meet you, and looks you in the eye, which I teach my children every single day to do with people, if your doctor doesn't even look at you and just says, okay, so what are you here for? Then you can also tell. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that when I uh, enter a patient room, especially with a new patient, the first thing I do is shake their hand, make eye contact, and I always say, nice to meet you, so-and-so. Please call me Christine. I think we really have to get back to the basics of, do you even know what my name is? (laughs) You know, I think sometimes we overlook those very basic common courtesy things. And if your doctor can't be bothered with those things, chances are they're not the right one for you. So in 90 seconds, you first of all, look and see if your doctor even acknowledges you. And as you say, looks you in the eye, says, it's nice to meet you. So and so shakes your hand, doesn't just look down the receptionist, another way to tell whether the doctor is kind of a, a good doctor, a compassionate doctor. Give us another one. Well, I think their appearance, you know, definitely. I've had some harried mornings. I have three kids, a crazy life. So there are days when I don't really care about my lipstick and my shoes. But, you know, if your doctor looks like they literally just rolled out of bed, that's probably not a good sign. So as hard as life is, I think we are professionals as physicians, and I think we need to put our best foot forward. So I would look for things like, are they well-groomed? Do they have their white coat on? Is it clean? Do they really seem like they took some time to present themselves in a manner that would make you trust them with your greatest commodity, your health? What about washing their hands when they walk in? Listen, I believe so much in hand washing, and it is so um, underdone by many doctors. It's kind of embarrassing. So before the doctor lays hands on you, they should wash their hands. After they lay hands on you, they should wash their hands. And in between, it would be great to get a little squirt of hand sanitizer in there. And I think the pattern, you know, as a physician, my side is that I just have this pattern. I walk in the room, 
as we're chit-chatting, as we're getting to know each other, I'm washing my hands. And then as we're finishing up, you know, I'm washing my hands. And patients really need to see that. There isn't a magical sink outside the examining room that the doctor is hitting. If they're not washing their hands in the room, ugh, it's a little frightening. Well, it, it certainly is. And now, so when you start to talk to your doctor and their, and their ability to listen to you and to really hear what it is that's bothering you. Now, I know you docs are all busy mm-hmm. and, and with certain kinds of insurance requirements and you can't spend that much time with us. But when it's like our well visit and it's our chance to be with my ob or our pediatrician and get all our questions answered and such, you don't want to feel like the doctor's giving you the bum's rush. No, absolutely not. So I have another rule. One... Whenever possible, I really try to sit down when I walk in the room. That takes seconds to just put your bottom in a chair because that, even if you're not going to be in that chair for very long, it gives your patients a perception that you are not in a rush. You're not counting the moments until you can get out of that room. So sitting down, I think, is really important. Making eye contact like we talked about. And then the other thing I try to do is I just listen. I let people talk for the first two to three minutes of that visit. So in my world, visits are usually 15 or 30 minutes, depending on the nature of of the appointment. Three minutes is not a lot of that time. So if you just zip it, and I teach my kids this too, you know, just listen. Don't say a word for two to three minutes. It's hard to do that, but if you let the patient say what's on their mind and don't interrupt and don't over-talk, it really just in the first couple of minutes, they know that you're hearing them. So my job, Dr. Meyer, is to take complicated medical information and make it accessible and entertaining to the layperson generally. But when you're speaking with your doctor in their office and they're speaking over your head or just the opposite. They're condescending to you and speaking to you like, okay, so do you understand lifestyle behaviors and prevention for heart? You're like, okay, I'm not an idiot besides. So how do you kind of find that fine line as a doctor between not talking too much medical jargon and then also not being sounding like you're condescending and talking to a third grader? Well, I think it's really important as a doctor to know your patient. So I have some patients that are doctors, and so I talk to them like a doctor. I use all the the lingo because we know it. We get it. And then sometimes you just have to read your patients. You know, uh, from the start, if a patient seems to be following you, if they have that dazed and confused look, you are going to readjust how you're presenting the information. So that is another key reason to be paying attention to your patient. They're body language, their facial expressions. You can tell if a patient has no clue what you're saying. And you can also tell when a patient's kind of glazing over like, yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying, you know, step it up. And I will, I will readjust my, um, my method of explaining based on how they seem to be reacting to what I'm saying. I also write tons of things down. So because even when patients seem so like important. they understand while you're in there, they'll walk out the room and wonder, what did she say again? So that's always really helpful. And that's why I tell people also to bring their lists written down, because if they forget what they're going to say to their doctor, and then they go and, dang it, I forgot to ask that question. But if you ask a question, the doctor answers it, then you write down the answer as the doctor is saying this. Okay, here's what I can do about this, or here's my knee pain, here's what they say about this or that. So I think that's important. Now, one thing that I noticed that some doctors hesitate to discuss openly is insurance, what's covered, what's not. 
They say, oh, well, you're going to have to call the billing department. But doctors can tell. They know how much, you know, a certain medication is. They know pretty much generally whether it's a really expensive or you can find a generic of it. Do you find that doctors are a little hesitant? And what should we do about that? Are we allowed to ask our doctors those things? You're absolutely allowed to ask your doctor. You should be able to ask your doctor anything because that that is the sign of a healthy doctor-patient relationship. However, I I know I don't know the answer to every you know insurance um, nuance. There's so many things, but you're absolutely right. We need to advocate for our patients on every part of their health, including the cost of their health care. So. For me to prescribe a drug that I know costs a fortune, and I know this because it's a brand new drug and the drug rep was just in my office with their fancy promotional materials and all this, I know that that drug is going to be inaccessible to this patient, and I go ahead and prescribe it. That's not a sign of advocacy. So, you know, always asking your doctor and then respecting them when they say, you know, I'm not sure the answer to that, but I will direct you to somebody who may know. So. No question should be off limits, but I would, you know, keep your expectations in check. And where can we find out more about you, Dr. Mayer? <laughs> I have a website. Uh, it's christinemeyermd.com, and I am just outside of the Philadelphia area in a private practice that I own. Wow. Good for you. And you sound like just an amazing doctor. I wish you were here in Chicago because then we could be best buddies. And that's awesome. You can go to christinemeyermd.com, find out more about her. And we all have to be our own best health advocate and find the right doctor for us. This is Melanie Cole. Stay well. (laughs) 